Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. And listen, we all have our non-negotiables in terms of what we really want when looking for an apartment. I know for me, natural light has always been really important. I just know myself and I am a happier person when I have that natural light throughout the day. And I also told myself that in my next place, I will definitely have a washer and dryer because you just can't beat that convenience. And I know it can be hard to find, but when you find it, I think it is so worth it. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. So Native basically creates safe, simple, and effective products that people use in their bathroom every day. And the idea is like, we put so much effort into what we actually put into our bodies with food. And I think sometimes that can be lost when using products. And their whole idea is that they, you know, if you're putting this stuff on your skin, they want it to be ingredients that are actually good for you. So all of their stuff is formulated without aluminum, parabens, and talc. And their ingredients are ones that are found in nature. So like coconut oil, shea butter, tapioca starch, which absorbs wetness. They never test on animals and they have free shipping in returns. I think that... When it comes to deodorant, a lot of people have this fear of making the switch to aluminum free because they're worried that like, you know, then you may, um, it may not work as well. And the thing with native is that you don't have to skimp on the quality to get the health benefits. The thing is less is more. So they have really simple ingredients that you can understand and you know everything that's in it. Also, they come in so many different scents for men and women. And they also do like new limited edition ones. The most popular one and the one that I tried is the coconut and vanilla. It's really good, really light. It smells good. It's fresh. They also have lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and eucalyptus and mint. I gave eucalyptus and mint to my dad and he really liked it. There's no risk to try. It's, you know, all free returns and exchanges in the U.S. And it's just a really good company and a really, you know, a brand that we're honestly really proud to support. So for 20% off your purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code CBC during checkout. Again, for 20% off your first purchase, go to nativedeodorant.com and use promo code CBC during checkout. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. And welcome back to another episode of our Kardashian bonus show. Whew, what a week. What a week. <laughs> Last week, there was not an episode on Sunday night. So we did kind of like our regular Kardashian recap, but just intensified. But last night, we were blessed with an episode. Thank God. And there's a lot to get into. Let's is there not? It. No, yeah, there is. Let's do it. Like I said, I, you know, I went into this season with my hopes so, so, so high because it started so strong. And then we had that Larsa episode that kind of just, I don't know, changed my whole life, I guess you could say. I guess you could say, yeah. <laughs> so anything, you know, I've had kind of high, high expectations and I, I really personally enjoyed last night. Yeah, last night was good. It was a good yeah. one. Okay. So scene number one, we start out with Kim talking to Scott, which as we always say, we love that dynamic. Great dynamic. Really any one-on-one with Scott is so, it's just such interesting to get a glimpse into that. I guess the common denominator here is Scott. Yeah. We just love Scott in any <laughs> form, even when he's with a dog. I love him literally. He could be talking to a wall and I'd be like, this is the best scene ever. Yeah. So Kim is talking to Scott about the whole kimono situation. And, you know, she's saying that, she says to him, she's like, listen, we're being accused of cultural appropriation. And she's in her confessional saying that when they initially launched the name, 
she saw that there were all these comments on her post, you know, talking about the name and accusing her of cultural appropriation. And she wasn't sure if that was just like a couple of people making a lot of noise or if it was actually a thing, right? That's what she was saying, that she was kind of weighing it. Right, and she was was kind of— her team was trying to kind of figure it out and piece it together. Like, is this a couple of people who are really upset or is this like an actual problem? And the reason that she was saying that was like, she was so confused how all of these people were coming at her saying it was a cultural appropriation, but they had brought this name to multiple retailers and multiple people and multiple teams and no one ever questioned it. So her thought process was like, how are people saying this now? And then because it had gone through so many people, she was like, maybe it's just a couple of people. Right, which of course we're watching it now thinking like, how could you not have seen this? But it was really kind of interesting to see the behind the scenes because she was shocked. It wasn't like she had any inkling of of thinking that this was going to be an issue. She was really floored, which to us is kind of like, how were you shocked? How right. did this happen in the first place? But she was going through the same thing. And, and you know, she was talking to Scott about the logistical issue, which was one that we were really curious about, which is, you know, how many garments had they already printed and how much money would she lose? And she said to Scott, she was like, listen, if we change the name, like that's going to be a $10 million loss. Right. Which is a lot of money. But in the scheme of things, I mean, there's no money, in my opinion, that was too much to to have continued. That would have been, if she continued with that name and didn't change it, that would have been a disaster. Yeah, it would have been a real disaster. It really would have been a disaster. Um, anyway, so that's kind of what sets the scene because we see this whole thing unravel, but it was just interesting, I think, in that one scene to get a really clear picture as to how, I don't know, how she was feeling about it. And also, by the way, when she's explaining it to Scott, he's not saying like, you know, now that you're saying it, it makes sense. He literally said, you know, you can't do anything right. Yeah. Like, they weren't understanding it. it. I don't know. I felt it was so crazy to me. Yeah, no, I, I think that, I mean, especially from Scott's position where I just don't think he is so consciously aware of of that type of thing. And I think he is so used to the family, just like nothing can go right. So I guess when, when you do something as a family and there's constantly, constantly people like saying negatives about what you're doing, no matter what it is. I think in his mind, he was like, oh, it's just more of that bullshit. He was like, which desen- makes sense. You like get used to it. You're desensitized. Exactly. He was desensitized and not understanding, I think, like the cultural impact, but we'll get into that. So the next scene, they're at Chloe's house and Chloe's having a meeting with Chris and a couple development people because they're talking about a new show that Chloe's developing called um, Chloe and True Take the World. And it's a five to seven minute show. It sounded like to me either um, a Quibi or one of those kind of plays. I would. I thought Quibi right away. Just because it's short form content. I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see. We'll get into what happens in the scene, but let me just say, don't be fooled for even a quarter of a second that this wasn't Kris Jenner marketing genius. Oh my God. They make the whole scene about Chloe's OCD, about the fact that they're sitting across the table from these producers talking about the show that she's really excited about, but she happens to see a mark on the wall and it sends her into a total spin. And this is what intros the episode about her OCD. That being said, like, fine, that was a real thing. But of course they had to just tease the show a little to get everyone talking and totally gloss over it as if like, oh no, we're not promoting it. Yeah, oh no, it just happened to be there in the time of this. It, it just it just happened to have a full team and glance and zoom in on the name of the show and, and tease you for it. No, no, it had nothing to do with anything other than that mark on the wall. Right, because now we're all sitting there like, wait, you and True are going to have a short form digital show? Where you travel the world, just the two of you? Like, this is the craziest thing ever. And of course they didn't talk about it. it it's, listen, if you've been watching Kardashians for a long time, you know that this is nothing new, but every time it happens, I just have to point it out because it yeah. is so unbelievably calculated. Of In the course. best way possible. I mean, that was zero judgment. It's genius. It's just hilarious. I know. It's, it, yeah. Because it wasn't like they said, you know, we have this meeting for the show. 
she should, right. We it was saw, just like we yeah. saw that title right in right there. How uh, could we not? They fucking zoomed in on it. Yeah. Um. So anyway, she's sitting there, and also the other thing that I was thinking is, I know Chloe wears those hoops all the time, but goddamn, they're big. You know what they say. You know what they say. Well, actually, it's what Chloe says. Yeah. But also, like, yeah, she just loves her big hoops. She loves I them. I feel like they're a part of her personality now. They are. So this kind of set the scene into her OCD and the fact that she couldn't even function or focus on this meeting because of the scuff on the wall. So keep that in the back of your head. Okay. We're now going to the next scene, which is at Courtney's house. And it's Kim, Courtney, and P in bed. And they're having a call for Penelope's birthday party with Sharon Sachs. I know you may be shocked to hear that because you're expecting us to say Mindy Weiss. But don't forget, Sharon has been in the mix for a while. But then she was out of the mix. I was very confused by that. I was very confused by she- Because the thing is about Sharon Sachs is that they always used her. So, like, obviously they trust her. But you kind of figure when you switch to Mindy Weiss and it's like now Mindy Weiss is planning all of your events. It's not like you're on... Not they're on bad terms with Sharon, but I just didn't know that she was still like even involved in any aspect of their party planning. I guess one could say that they probably they have so many events and so many that we don't even see that I understand like, you know, one could look at it and be like, oh, I'm sure Mindy's on retainer. Like, how could she get a better client than the Kardashians? That being said, she plans a lot of really extravagant stuff. So maybe for something like this that isn't the biggest deal, Mindy honestly couldn't do it. I don't think that's the craziest thing. No, I don't think it's crazy either. I'm just shocked to see Sharon's name pop up. Yeah, that was a throwback. I mean, she did Kim's wedding. Yeah. Like, that was really— And she's done everything. I mean, prior to Mindy's entrance into the world. Mindy really just came along and fucked shit up. Yeah, she you know? really did. She, I was just, I like took a second to think about it. Like yeah. there was like a real plague in my head of all of Mindy's parties. I know. So Kim is saying that the theme is Candyland, and it's of course like Kim's announcing the theme, and then Courtney's like, "Yeah, so I want to have salad," and you just see Kim and P look at each other like, "This bitch is crazy." Yeah, right. Like get get her out of here. And Penelope starts giving her vision. She's like, there should be a dance floor. It should be clear. We should put a fake big candy. You can see it. She is in full planning mode. It was it was so cute. It and was, they were like, you want a job for Sharon Sachs? You're hired. It was so cute. Also, this is completely unrelated, but when Courtney said that, I know she was, of course, saying it as a joke, but it just made me think like, forget about, you know, I know there's all like um, celebrities being able to get their children jobs and that kind of stuff, but as a Kardashian, even prior, like when you're just in high school, think about the internships they could have. Yeah. Any sort of just thing that they're interested in, not even to actually do, just because they want to shadow someone. Yeah, they could do anything. And they could also do nothing. It's just kind of crazy. the internship I would have taken. <laughs> it's just kind of so crazy. Did take. So next scene, we're at Chloe's house. And Chloe's on the floor, like literally laying on the floor, cleaning up these scuff marks because she has, you know, she just did her renovation and she has this black, glossy hardwood floor. Because what person with extreme OCD that gets annoyed by scuff marks wouldn't get black hardwood floor that shows every single little spot ever? I mean, Chloe, you're, you're better. You know that. You, you had to know, and I'm sure her team had to tell her this was going to be an issue. I, it just, it makes no sense. Like, although, like, if I understand the scuff thing and like, if you have regular hardwood floors, like it's going to be an issue regardless. But black, it will show every every step you take on those floors. I don't even care if you have the best protective coating over it. Every single step you take on that floor is going to show. Especially with the gloss. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris, this kind of leads into the whole storyline of Chloe's OCD. And Chris is saying that, you know, Chloe's the cleanest, most kind of obsessive person she knows, but that right now it's at another level. And Chris is like, listen, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Like, I get it. 
And Chris says to her, quote, one thing I've learned throughout the years is that this, this desire to make everything perfect can really drive you crazy. Which, I mean, like she said, that's she's kind of emulating Chris. I mean, she is, but I think we can obviously point out why it's gotten worse. Yes, so many things. Like the lack of, first of all, let's, let's explain it, the psychology behind why Chloe's OCD is getting worse. The lack of control that she feels by Tristan and what was going on in her own home is now putting her into overdrive to overcorrect and feel like she has the absolute most control over every aspect of her house now. Exactly. It's it's a it's a similar psychology that we see in a lot of types of disorders like that. Yeah. It's like she feels like this is the one way that she can really take full control. It's her home. It's her sanctuary. She's going to do everything she, she can to keep it in order because the rest of her life has honestly gone fucking crazy out of none of her control. So... You know, Chloe's saying, she's like, I tested out every single one of True's toys to make sure they wouldn't scuff. Like, she's Chris talking- is like, what? Chris is like, maybe it's the baby. She's like, do not bring True into this. I test out all of her toys. They're like, Chris is like, okay, this is, this is another level. So Chris mentions the idea of bringing in an exposure therapist to kind of help get Chloe to be able to deal with some of the intense OCD that's happening. And she actually is kind of willing. Yeah. She's like relatively willing. Well, Chloe's more like willing than the she's I feel like she's less stubborn than the other. She's like, whatever, I'll just do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the intro into how we get into the exposure therapist, which we'll get to in a second. So back into this whole kimono situation, Kim is at a KKW photo shoot and she's on the phone with Tracy, obviously her publicist, saying that she just saw the letter from the mayor of Kyoto. As you guys know, the mayor of Kyoto had sent Kim a letter explaining why it was cultural appropriation and kindly asking her to really reconsider changing the name. So Kim's saying, you know, we have to take this really seriously. And I think in that moment is when she was having the realization of like, this isn't a whether or not we do it, it's when and what. Right. She, she It hit her. Yeah, totally. I mean, it was, it, with something like that, it's impossible to ignore. It was kind of one of those things where it's like, Okay, people on the internet can say what they want, but when a person in like a position of power, like a very well-respected person is coming forward and explaining what you've done wrong, you're like, okay, it's it snaps. Like it, it like really clicked into place for her. Yeah, it wasn't just those 15 people talking in the comment section that she had initially thought. So she says, you know, she's like, listen, the whole brand is about inclusivity and offending a culture goes against everything that the brand stands for. So she's just reiterating what we all thought that's like, she felt so dumb for neither herself nor anybody on the team recognizing this. And it's one of those things, like I said, you watch it and you're just like, how did this happen? But at least she was owning it, I right. guess. That's all I could say, right? Yeah, I mean, she had to. She, and I love the behind the scenes of just her whole thought process because they so easily could have made it a thing where Kim was like, oh no, there was backlash and we immediately changed the name and you got like, whatever. Like they really took us through like Kim's entire thought process of should we, shouldn't we? Like they could have made it seem like Kim made that split second decision right away as soon as there was backlash. You know what I mean? Uh, Totally, totally. Which is again, we always say this, that sometimes they make edits to make them look better. And sometimes they don't edit out things that maybe we would expect them to, to... Like, to make them just seem real. You know what I mean? Like, they could have framed it in a totally different way. Right. And I don't think it, honestly, in this case, I don't think it was better or worse because I don't think the way they framed it made it seem bad. I just think that it it made it seem so much more real and so much more authentic than just being like, and then we changed the name. No, I totally agree. So I want to tell you guys how you can get straighter, brighter teeth with help from Candid. 
Basically, Candid's aligners can help straighten your teeth faster and cheaper than traditional wire braces. So the treatment time is about six months on average, and it costs typically 65% less. So the way it works is that an experienced orthodontist who's licensed in your individual state creates a custom treatment plan for you. And they show you like a 3D preview so you can see how your teeth will look after you're done. Then the Candid's aligners, they're comfortable, removable, and they are completely invisible. So you don't have to have the hassle of actually going to the orthodontist's office. They ship their aligners directly to you. And because of the season of giving, Candid actually donates $25 with each aligner purchase to Smile Train. Smile Train brings safe, 100% free cleft lip and palate treatment to children around the globe. It's an incredible, incredible organization. So give yourself the gift of Candid. Go to candidco.com slash CBC and use code CBC to get $75 off. That's candidco.com slash CBC, code CBC for $75 off. Candidco.com slash CBC, code CBC. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the season changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, their washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. And the best part is that all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically when I'm buying something or paying for a service, I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile that helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. So we're now in the car with Kim and Courtney, and they're continuing to talk about this birthday party. And this is where their differences really start to kick it into high gear. It's kind of like when they were on the phone with Sharon and Courtney said salad and Kim rolled her eyes. This was when you see what happens next. So, it, okay, remember, number one, it's Candyland themed. North has been wanting this party for the last six months and North and P always have their joint birthday parties for the past five years. Of course. And it wasn't like Courtney didn't agree to this theme ahead of time. She fully was on board and agreed to it. 
And they're in there and they're talking about the candy. And Courtney's like, you know, I just want it to be healthy candy. And Kim is like, tell me more. Yeah. Kim was like, give me anything. And Courtney's like, you know, I just don't think we have to have like the like the traditional candy. And Kim's like, okay, give me an example. And Courtney's like, well, I don't know an example, but like, I'll look into it. Like, that's my whole thing throughout this whole episode is that Kim kept being like, okay, give me an example of a healthier candy. And Courtney could have so easily been like, here's the brand I want to do. Here's the types of candy they have. Here are the, like, whatever. She never once presents Kim with anything other than this idea of having healthier candy. Yeah, it was like a disgust as to the candy Kim wanted, the suggestion of organic cotton candy, and that was it. It wasn't like, and I found this amazing brand from Whole Foods, and they, like, that was it. Right, and Kim's like, Kim's like, okay, but I know what candy works because they have it already. Like yours is literally made, like who, Courtney's doesn't even, it's not even like Courtney keeps it in her house. It's not even Courtney's like, here's the brand that I give my kids. Courtney doesn't even know if it really exists. Yeah, exactly. Which by the way, totally side note, but someone in our Patreon group, Kate actually wrote, um, wrote this. If you've been following, same guy that made the book of all the Patreon members um, notes for me when my mom died, which is just a nice thing ever, so I love him. But he made this note about um, the fact that Kim was looking at a book, or I guess she said out loud, 2031, like class of 2031. And that is the year, I guess, that North and P are going to graduate high school. That's so weird. Which is so weird. Well, they're going to graduate different years because Penelope's a year older, but so, same. Someone wrote 2031 regardless. and 2030, yeah. but still, like, that is so crazy to think about. I don't it know. It is really weird. It just blows my mind when, when, that, when that happens. So anyway, Kim's like, listen, the party's in eight days. Like, this is the theme that they both wanted. We have to figure something out or not. And Courtney, I'm not kidding, literally says, she goes, listen, my brand is healthy. And Kim's like, this isn't about your brand. This is a kid's birthday party. No, that Julie and I paused it for that line because I was just like, you have to be fucking kidding me. I couldn't. I couldn't. I simply couldn't. Okay, there are so many things about this. I mean, this is one of those examples where you you have to take them out of like just being moms planning their kid's birthday party and realizing like they have to be so conscious or at least they are so conscious of what those effects could have on their brand. Do you understand? Like, that's not a normal thought process that mothers have to go through. It's not at the same time. I think that Courtney was being a little dramatic about her brand in terms of this. Like, even Kim was like, this this has nothing to do with brands. Like, it has nothing. Like, you having candy at your kid's birthday is not a bad look for you. It makes you a normal mom. Yeah, but I'm saying the fact that she even had that thought process. Like, whether or not see, we agree I don't, with it. See, I get what you mean, but I don't even think it's that Courtney was having that thought process about it being a brand. I thought she was using the, I felt like she was using the brand as an excuse. Like, I felt she was like, oh, but it's my brand. And like, no one gives a fuck about your brand. Oh, really? Yeah. I felt like she was using it, like, because she, like, was running out of, like, a, a, like a defense to use against Kim. Oh, I thought that was a legitimate thing. Like, partially she didn't want the people eating the candy, but also she was, like, concerned now that Poosh is really kicking it into high gear. I don't know. The whole thing was bizarre and so frustrating, and it was, like, insane, but we're talking about it because it happened. But anyway— um, Courtney's like, Kim's like, listen, then why does your car have leather seats? Why are you wearing plastic glasses? Like, you can't just, you can't pick and choose like the way you're doing it. Like, right. we get that you lead a relatively, you know, pretty healthy lifestyle overall. It's one time a year. Like, just chill. Right. It's kind of like saying like, why do you get your nails done? You know, all these things. So literally, Courtney has no chill. That's, that's what, that was the theme of this episode. Um, and, it, and it came from a good place, obviously. So Courtney's in the confessional saying that, you know, she can't believe Kim can't be flexible. And she's like, I just don't understand how Kim is so willing to give this to her kids. Which, by the way, 
I don't know. We didn't talk about this, but it kind of came off a little condescending to me. Courtney or Kim? Courtney. Duh. Like, Kim, you're at, she was acting as if this is that Kim only fed her kids sugar. Like, Kim had an IV for her kids of sugar the second they walked into the house. Kim is like, it's one day a year. Well, also, think about it in terms of not even Kim, just in terms of parents in general. Like, Parents give their kids sugar. Like, I, like, it's just what happens. The kids are kids. They're allowed to have sugar. Like, and also Courtney's whole thing, and this comes up later about her talking about candy aging and all of these things. Like, you're not giving your four-year-old candy because it ages you? It was Because bu- it's bad for your skin? Like, it was a bizarre thought process. And then she goes, she says, saying in the confessional about Kim Monica, she goes, you know, it's just like such a dated vibe to be like that. I don't understand. <laughs> she keeps saying this. She says it a million... <sighs> You know, yeah, we were like, I've got to be honest with you. You know how much we love these people. This was annoying. I can usually, like, I, so honestly, like, when people complain about Courtney and they do a lot, and I think she's the one that gets the most complaints out of any other person on the show or any other person in the family, obviously, like, Rob aside, but just, like, personality-wise, I'm usually, like, it's just her personality. Like, just let her be. Like, it's not that bad. She's not, whatever. This episode, I was like, No. I cannot get on board with one thing that's coming out of your mouth. Like, also, don't tell me it's a dated vibe to eat candy. Use a more specific, actual term. Don't tell me that eating candy is a dated vibe. That is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. That exact line sounds like an SNL skit about Gwyneth Paltrow. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. It's like... Are you kidding? You're calling your kid's birthday party having candy a dated vibe. It was so, it was so. A dated vibe. We had to literally pause the television, just like rewind it. Did we really just watch that? Like you want to say sugar is bad? Fine. Fine. Say sugar is bad. Don't call it a dated vibe. I could, I could even get more on board with the aging thing. Like if we're choosing. Do you understand? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know what a dated vibe means. That's like saying that we, you shouldn't have cake. It's the same exact thing. Like, the whole thing was bizarre. Okay. What's a dated vibe? I don't know. Is that going to be the title of this episode? But no. I'm not giving her that satisfaction. <laughs> so uh, anyway, they're shopping, whatever, and Cor- Kim's like on the phone with Chloe secretly in the store, like saying how annoying Courtney's being and back and forth. Anyway, the next scene, they're at Chloe's house, and there's a lot of stuff happening in this episode I didn't realize. Now that we're really going back and forth. It was a, it was a big episode. Yeah. So the exposure therapist comes and, you know, Chloe's saying, listen, I'm willing to talk about this, but I don't necessarily think that my OCD is a problem. If anything, I think that it's a blessing. And she's like, they have TV sh- shows called Hoarders. They don't have TV shows called Cleaners. <laughs> Good one, Chloe. <laughs> yeah. There, there are arguments. This episode, we're, uh, we're lacking a little. Yeah, lacking a little bit. <laughs> Courtney's like dated vibe. Courtney, <laughs> Chloe's like, they don't have a show called Cleaners. <laughs> Probably like Kim and Kylie do everything in the family. <laughs> so the, you know, the, the therapist that comes over says, this all started because I too have OCD and I felt like I, you know, to be able to do this, I needed to understand what that's like. So they're doing all these different activities to get her to kind of loosen up. So for example, she has the artichokes and the grapefruits on the counter and they're separated and she's like mixing them together to kind of get her to just sit in that discomfort or like messing up the Snapple in the refrigerator because it's in a perfect rainbow. Like all stuff that I would say most people would never even recognize as being off was genuinely causing Chloe like unrest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was, was, I mean, they had a timer going for when, and like they like, the thing about what they were doing though is it's not even like, it's like they purposely were messing up these things that would bother anybody, I feel like. Like it wasn't so much about cleanliness. It was about like, 
Yeah, it bothers anybody when a book is turned the other way. It shouldn't be like that. Or like it bothers anybody when the grapefruit and the artichoke, one is mixed. If they were all mixed, fine. One, it's like, that's just like would bother anybody. I felt like there were other things that, and obviously I understand the, the purpose behind like, you start it off small and you time it and it's just a little bit of discomfort and you sit with it. And like it was bothering Chloe way more than the average person should be. But also it wasn't like things were messy or there was like an issue with like, a, a, like first of all, True's going to grow up. Like she's going to spill her juice on the floor. She's going to do something that you're not going to be around to see, especially when she's older. And I felt like the way they were doing it was like Chloe's problem. And when it really comes down to it, isn't that her book is straight. It's that she can't focus on anything when, it's like a scuff mark or something. Do you know what I mean? That's, well, that's exactly what I was going to say. It wasn't about the fact that would it would, an, would it annoy anyone else because it probably would. It was the level to which it annoyed her. It was the fact that that artichoke being out of, I, I cannot believe we were talking. Like I, this is. <laughs> I, I, after here. I finished, I was like, why did I even say that? I no, was like, we're literally <laughs> sitting here like, no, but it's true. It was the fact that that artichoke be, being out of place caused her serious unrest to the point that she was having a visceral reaction and couldn't focus on her daily tasks. And that's when it becomes an issue, not the fact that it was bothersome. Right. Like most people could just continue on with their day. Whereas Chloe, it, she could not function until that was fixed. And that's why they're saying that, you know, that it, that could Has be she problems. always been like this? She's always been like this. Has this, this been a plot point? Um, I, I believe so, but it's, it's intensified now. And I think, like you said, it's probably because of the events that are going on in her life. Oh, of course it's the events that are going you know? on in her life. And I understood what she was saying in terms of how she doesn't think that the OCD is necessarily a bad thing. Like I've, I, I've spoken to a lot of people that feel that way. Is, is that I my, aunt, well. my aunt feels that way, you know. Yeah. My thing with the OCD isn't so much that it's a bad thing in the moment, like fixing something. It's that, and this is what I tell Isabel a lot because we fight about this. It's not that. For me, like from my perspective, it's not like the OCD is a bad thing. Like having a clean home, there's nothing wrong with that, having it organized, whatever. It's when you have other people there and you make them feel like their presence is a bothersome because it's causing unrest or like um, disorganization in your home. Yeah. And that's when it becomes, or when you're in somebody else's home and you can't concentrate because it's, you're focused on what you would do if it was your house or you'd focus, like that's when it becomes an issue. And it's like, the, the thing that Chloe's saying is, no, it's not an issue that you want your house clean. It's not an issue that you clean up every time True does something, whatever. It's when you can't control those factors and you're put in a situation where you have no control over it that it then becomes an issue. Right, exactly, exactly. So Just Fab is a leading fashion and lifestyle brand that basically strives to kind of inspire, guide, and motivate women around the world to experiment with style. So the whole thing is that like there are so many different trends that are constantly coming and going and that can be really expensive. So Just Fab wants you to be able to experience these different trends and like try things out without completely breaking the bank. I also love their mantra, which is that all women are beautiful and that style has no limits. So style is personal, it's unique, and it's not really defined by a certain age, size, look, or trend. Their whole thing is that, you know, style's an attitude and anyone can wear it. So the way it works is you go on, you take this very quick 60-second style quiz for personalized outfit recommendations. You then get this personalized boutique, and you can shop from over a 1,000 different styles. And then you can check out as a guest, or you can become a VIP, which VIP has a lot of perks. It's like 30 to 50% off retail pricing, free shipping on orders, all that kind of stuff, which I'll tell you about. But it's just a convenient way to kind of like try a bunch of different stuff while still, you know, working within, within your budget. So before I forget, JustFab is offering our listeners an exclusive deal. Get your first JustFab style for as low as $10 as a VIP. That's 75% off your first item with our special link. Just go to JustFab.com slash CBC to take advantage of this deal now. That's JustFab.com slash CBC to get your first style for as low as $10 as a VIP. 
You can also get free shipping on orders over $39, and there's absolutely no commitment when you purchase your first order. Justfab.com slash CBC. Again, a lot of trends that are constantly coming and going, and to be able to try them all and be, you know, relatively affordable, I think makes a lot of sense. So again, if you're ready to upgrade your seasonal wardrobe with affordable trending pieces, then you must check out JustFab. Get your first JustFab style for as low as $10 as a VIP. That's 75% off your first item with our special link, justfab.com slash CBC. Again, that's justfab.com slash CBC. Also make sure you enter in your email address when you take the style quiz because you can receive like exclusive discounts, the inside scoop, all that kind of stuff. So justfab.com slash CBC. Terms and conditions do apply. So the next scene, we're at Scott's house and it's Scott and Courtney. And first of all, I have to say the first thing Isabel said when she walked into the studio this morning was like, how hot did Scott and Courtney look in that scene? So hot. So hot. I love watching them. Like what they were doing in the scene was really just planning their day. And there's just something so... I don't know what the word is. So fun to watch them co-parent in such a casual way. Right. Like, Scott's just like, what's our plan for tomorrow? And she's like, well, I'm taking them to the farmer's walk. He's like, great, I'll meet you after. It's so easy. Like, I'm sure there are so many divorced parents watching this or so many kids are divorced. They're like, it's that easy? Are you fucking kidding me? No one told me that. Exactly. And also, you know, we don't see the amount of help that they have in the family. Fa- right, all that of kind course. Of stuff. But just like the, the basis of just the ability to say like, oh, you want to meet us after the farmer's market? Okay. Yeah. And obviously not every family is the same. I totally understand. But I could so imagine watching that and being like, what? Like, it's that fucking easy. You don't need to like have me on Wednesday and every other weekend. We can just go to the fucking farmer's market. Yeah, and again, it took so much to get here. Yeah. And they have so much help and so much more privilege than the average family. But yes, I could totally understand that thought process. And anyway, Courtney's saying, you know, she's stressed because of this whole party situation and Sharon calls her. And Sharon's like, listen, you got to tell me what to do because Kim's telling me no candy. Kim's telling me candy. You're telling me no candy. I don't know what to do. So Courtney says to Sharon, listen, don't even listen to Kim. She's really busy with kimono. I've planned the entire party. I'm making the executive decision. And if she doesn't like it, she'll just have to deal with it. So she hangs up and she says to Scott, she's like, listen, whatever I say goes. (laughs) Scott's like, been there. Those are the little nuances that, you know, true Kardashian fans pick up on. But those are also the nuances that remind me why they're not together. Mm -hmm. And probably remind Scott. Truly. I mean, listen, like. Think about the relationships. I always say this. Think about the position Scott's in now and how free he is and and how happy he is versus then when it was like everything was so controlled and he's sitting there and he's like, yep. This is why. Like when people are like, oh my God, why can't they just get back together? It's like, yeah, in theory, that would be great. But there are certain things where it reminds you and you're like, they cannot get back together. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I'm not, well, it's not so true in this fact that I'm still holding out hope. Not hope, but I'm still holding out the fact that I think it's a possibility. Like, I think it would be really off of me to, or any of us to say, like, there's no shot. No, I there, don't I don't think it's that there's no shot. I just think there are certain times that we get a reminder of why it's like this in the first place. Totally. So the next scene, they're at this kimono meeting, and Kim is looking at the original press box, like, before, you know, before it goes out, just kind of like the first mock-up. And... Did you notice this? The, the woman who showed it to her was like, okay, this is the first draft. Like, there's a couple things we're going to change. And she's showing her, like, they're going to change the colors of the little um, pullout things. Well, they're things. showing the, it was the kimono box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, but it was similar to the skims box. Well, yeah, they were saying, like, now when we do the skims, we'll change. Right, but she was even, but more than just the name. She was saying, like, even just the colors on the little pullout, like, so, oh, like every single detail, yeah. So attentive to detail, which I know that we know. It's not something that we've ever thought that they lacked, but... For me, I think one of the that's probably one of my favorite aspects of watching the, the behind the scenes of the business. The really little intricate details. Yeah. You know? It's like me too. No, it's just so fascinating. And I think that I think there are probably a lot of people who 
you know, run their businesses similarly. And they're like, oh, but yeah, that makes so much sense. Like I would have changed that too, or I would have noticed that also. It's just like from the average consumer, there are all of these things that are done. That's like the psychology behind why you buy it and you just don't understand it. And then as you're watching them, it's like, wow, they really notice it like down to the down. fucking like pullout. They yeah. do. So Kim is now testing in the office, like these other names. She's like, what do you guys think of skim? What do you think of skims? And more people voted for skims, thank God. Yeah. But they also showed, you know, the thought process of all these other names that they had come up with, like KKW Ware, or like, I don't even remember, so many of these other names. KKW Ware would have worked. It would have worked, but I think Skims is Differentiates from the beauty. Differentiates from the beauty and makes it less, like there are some people that want to buy Skims because they think it's a good product and don't necessarily want to feel branded by Kim. Oh, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I feel like is a thing. Um, and she said, she's like, listen, reading that letter, the last thing that I wanted to do was offend anyone. And I knew I had to change the name. So she's sitting down and they're going over what they can do to salvage the products. And they can basically save and repurpose most of the garments and they can still make their September launch date. They're just going to have to, you know, like cover it up. And for some of the tags, cut them off and redo. And it it ended up being, I think, less of a production than Kim expected it to be. Like I really thought she was, she thought she was losing that 10 million hands down. Yeah. And what it seemed like, they already already had made a million garments. And it seemed like for the most part, they could actually salvage that. Most of them were able to. They were, and they were going through the specific things they could do. The, the label that was printed on the inside, what they could do to go over it. The straps that had kimono printed on it. Any of the tags were was an easy, there were some that were just like really easy fixes. Yeah, which again, so interesting to watch. And also when she was saying this, didn't it feel like Skims was always the name? Like yeah. I can't imagine any I other name. I forgot that it was anything else. It wasn't like they, sh- they said another name and I was like, oh, that would have been better. Yeah, Skims works. I'm a big Skims fan. Me too. Okay, the next scene, they're at Courtney's house, and it's Kim, Courtney, and Chloe. I can't. I can't. I, like, physically, I'm, like, having a reaction to this. I know. I think it's because I'm so protective over candy. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, I feel like the thing I love the most in the world has been constantly under attack through this whole episode. That's so true. If she said one word about sour Skittles, you would have lost it. I would have lost it. Don't fucking tell me that sour Skittles aged me, because let me tell you something. I have literally eaten so many sour Skittles. And the combination, maybe you've had so many sour sour Skittles. Last week, we came back to our apartment to this package from Vital Proteins, more collagen than I have ever seen in my entire life. So the two counteract each other. They must. They must. Um, So they're in Courtney's theater room, and... You know, there's this like giant jar of candy and they're just like making fun of her for having it. And, you know, I guess some some of them was having it and, and Courtney says like, have fun and enjoy the number one cause of aging. <sighs> That's what I'm saying. Like your kids are five. So why do they have to worry about aging? So Kim's eating it and Courtney's like, don't you just feel when you eat it that it just sucks the life and youthfulness out of your skin? After I eat a piece of candy, I have to have two bottles of water. I thought Julie was going to lose it. I really did think she was going to lose it here. And Kim's like, my kids eat really healthy at home, really, really healthy. And the one day of the year that they have a candy lamb theme party and you're saying they can't have sugar. Like, yeah. I mean, there's nothing else to say here other than anybody watching this, I think, could understand where Kim was coming from. Duh. So Kim is in her confessional saying that she then called Sharon to follow up. And Sharon told her that Courtney, you know, called and said no more candy. And Kim is just like, I can't listen to this anymore. Like, we're not operating with a rational human being here, basically, was what she was saying. It's also like, what? it's also like, why are you not considering what 
I, there's just so many aspects here. Like, I was just so fucking frustrated about this. One candy, one day of year, you're not going to let your kids have candy at their Candyland theme. Why'd you even say yes to the theme in the first place well, then? That's the thing. It's like, we should have just backtracked a while ago. I and- mean, here's the whole thing. If you don't want your kids to have candy and you don't like sugar, f- fine. Like, that's, that's your parenting. That's your prerogative. Like, you're not going to have sugar at the party, that's stupid. But then you were going to promote candy in general with a Candyland-themed party? The whole thing was off. So Kim says, she's like, it's Candyland, not gluten-free land. <laughs> I was like, put that on a fucking t-shirt. Everyone's lines in this show are so, are so, so corny this episode. They were so corny. They really were. And Kim is in her confessional basically saying, listen, Kim's been, North has been talking this for the last six months. If Courtney doesn't want to do it, I'll do it myself. Because you want to know something, the only thing worse than dealing with Courtney would have been dealing with North, telling North that she wasn't having a Candyland theme party. I would no not have wanted to have been there for that. fucking way. No. Okay, next scene. We're back at Chloe's house, and we see for one second True giving Sam a kiss on the forehead. Guys, it was so cute. I keep forgetting about Sam's existence. Me too. Every time there's a new baby brought into the family, I kind of forget about it for a little bit, especially when there's four of them. Yeah. And anyway, they're just talking about the party, and and Kim's saying to Chris and Chloe, listen, she doesn't want to do it. We're going to have two separate parties. And they're like, this is obviously ridiculous. And Chloe says, she's like, I invited my ex to True's birthday party for the sake of True, and I feel like for their daughters, they need to figure it out. Which, thank you for putting this into perspective. Yeah, thank you, Chloe. Yeah. But what's so funny is they're like, Kim, when's your party? And she's like, Saturday at 2 p.m. We'll see you there. And they're like, well, when's Courtney? She's like, I don't know. Why don't you ask her? And they call Courtney and like, when's your party? She's like, it's Saturday. And they're like, what time? They're like, 2 p.m. They're like, you have the exact same family, the exact same friends. You have all of this. You have the exact same theme. Like, how the fuck? You have six days to do this. How are you planning on having any ounce of a separate party? Yeah, this whole thing was just bullshit. But it was fun to watch, so I don't even care. Okay, we're in the next scene. We are in Chloe's closet, which I love to be there. Yeah. Listen, I don't feel as at home as I do in, in Chris's, for example, but I still love it. Oh, no. I lo- You know where I feel the most at home, actually? I feel like Courtney's closet, I feel very at home. Yeah, me too. She takes us in there a lot. She does. And she gets her makeup done in there. Yeah. So, and it's also because of the dark, dark hardwood. Yeah. It feels like more, yeah. Yeah. So she's sitting there and messing up her shoes. Like she's messing up her shoes and she's, you know, messing up a couple other things. And she's sitting on the island of her closet with a timer, just kind of like meditating, allowing herself to sit and thrive in this discomfort. And Chris walks in and she's like, oh my God, you're messing up your closet. I am so proud of you. And I, I mean, if that's not a meme. Yeah. Like in what, like, you know? No, I know exactly what you mean. It goes against everything we've ever heard about parenting. Right. Like, imagine messing up your closet and your mom being like, wow, that's yeah. my girl. I guess if you had severe OCD, though, they would be proud of you. It was just so fun. It was just so fun to watch. Um, and she said, she's like, I know that these things can't have power over me, and I'm really doing my best to work on it. And she said, she's like, the only times when time seems really long is when I'm on the treadmill, when I'm waiting for the microwave, and when I'm waiting to get make my shoes organized right. again. And for those first two, that hit hard. Yeah. Plank. plank. Oh, and the plank and the plank. There's yeah. nothing like a microwave minute. No. Or a plank I minute. Can't, I can't really relate to the plank minute thing. I know those are long. I've heard bad things. But a microwave minute? Sorry. It is. Nothing compares to how long a microwave minute is. It's rough. So if you've ever wanted to start your own podcast, you might think that you need all kinds of equipment to set it up. And I think it can seem a little bit overwhelming. But it turns out that all you need is Anchor. So basically, Anchor is an all-in-one free tool from Spotify that lets you create your own podcast and get it heard everywhere. 
So with Anchor, you can record, edit, be heard on all listening platforms, and they'll even pair you with sponsors to help you get paid for your show. So it all works in your web browser or right from Anchor's mobile app. And best of all, it's totally free. So start your podcast with Anchor today by going to anchor.fm slash celebs. That's anchor.fm slash celebs. So in the next scene, they're at Chloe's house, and it's Kim, Chloe, and Courtney. And Chloe's kind of mediating between the two of them. And, you know, she's saying, like, guys, it is so unreasonable for you to have two birthday parties. And Kim says to Courtney that, you know, she oftentimes feels that no matter what, Courtney kind of thinks she's right and that it's her way or the highway. And Courtney very kind of bluntly just says, I usually am, and it is. And that's when we kind of threw in the towel for this episode. I was like, you know what, Courtney? I tried to give you the benefit, benefit I of the tried for 12 so scenes. Hard. 12 scenes. I, we, were, we were trying. And then this one, I was like- 12 scenes, 12 seasons. I keep <laughs> trying to give you the goddamn benefit of the doubt. You can't pull this shit. It is so frustrating. Have you ever had an argument with somebody and they're like, well, yeah. It's so fucking frustrating. So they end, they end up agreeing to do the party together. Um, there was no There was no thoughtful discussion here. We don't even know the compromise yet. Like- we don't even know if they agreed on the They're candy. They're like, okay, we'll do it together. And we're like, what? Why? Where? Where is the compromise here? There, there was none. It was a ridiculous conversation, but it needed to fill a scene. Okay, we are now at this party that took us a hell of a lot of time to get here. I never thought we'd make it, quite frankly. Yeah, I was hoping when they were in that movie theater. I was like, there's just no way. Yeah, I was. I was ready to go to North's. I was. And, you, and also, by the way, Courtney, having two different birthday parties is the dumbest decision you could have ever had. Obviously, you weren't doing that. You think anyone's going to your stupid party over Kim's? You doesn't even have candy. And you know, Jojo Siwa would be at North's if there was a choice. If Jojo Siwa's at North's, I'm going to Courtney's. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they ends up agreeing to go with the regular candy, of course. And Courtney's saying, you know, she's so happy with the party, even though there was nothing, no real compromise on the food, and. They end up both agreeing that, yes, they should have done the candy, but the excess was unbelievable. Right. Yeah, they had way too much. Kim was saying, she's like, I was running around to parents all the time. So sorry about the candy. So sorry about the sugar rush. Like, she she understood at the end. It wasn't, she wasn't saying Courtney was right. She was just saying that it was a lesson in excess. Right. It was like, I don't, I stand by my decision to have the candy. We just maybe didn't need to have so yeah, much. And we're never doing Candyland theme again. Yeah. Which, honestly, thank you guys, because I couldn't deal with another stress of that. I can't wait to see what next year is going to be. I'm worried about when they get older. Do you think? Do you you think they want to have joint parties? I always want them to, but what about like when their interests start to differ? I don't know. We'll see. They could also scared. do a together one. Except, yeah, we'll see. There's so many options when you're older. I don't know. I'm scared. Because then you do the birthday dinners. Ugh. You know? The worst. But I'm just saying, like, there's a lot. So last scene, they're at Chloe's house, and it's Kim, Courtney, Chloe, Corey, and Chris. I don't know. I really love a Corey Gamble cameo. Duh. Everyone does. I love it. He's really growing on me. He is, I mean, he was never not. I never wasn't a fan, but he is really growing on me. Yeah. I don't know. I just like his presence. I like his presence, and I like what he does for Chris. And I like his beard. Yeah. I'm, I'm so into him. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not, like, sexually into him, but for I think it's— Just, I think he's perfect for Chris. No, it's—I it's. I love the way that he loves Chris. Yeah. I really love that. It's really sweet. I was—this is so random and, like, a random anecdote, and I don't know if it's going to make sense to you, but it's what made me think of it last night. Um, the way that Corey looks at Chris, last weekend I was at my friend's wedding, and you know how they always say that when the bride is walking down the aisle, you're supposed to look at, at the husband to, like— what? Yeah. So— her sister is in this really, really serious relationship with this guy they've been dating forever. She's younger though. And she was the maid of honor and she didn't have a bridal party. So she was the only the only person standing at the altar and or at the hubba. <laughs> and 
she, when she was, you know, her boyfriend, her sister's boyfriend was sitting in the front row. And when she walked down the aisle, I, she, of course she looked so beautiful and, and whatever, but I was just looking at her boyfriend because, you know, they're younger. She's probably not going to get engaged for a couple more years if they do, but they're like planning on staying together. And he looked, you don't understand his face. Like he couldn't believe that he was watching her walk down the aisle. And I know that he was thinking in his head, like in a couple of years, this is going to be us. So and so at the reception, I went up to them and they were sitting at, like, I, I, like bent down and I I was like, I, need, I want to hold both your hands. And I did. And I was like, <laughs> no, I was sitting with them and his mom because she was there too. And I was like, I just want you to know that the look he had on his face when you walked down that aisle was unlike anything I've ever seen. And of course he was like, oh my God, you're getting me so many points right now. And like the mom was like, of course crying. And I, but I was just thinking that, that's, in this scene, that's what made me think of Corey. I don't know why I just made that connection, but it really did. Like every time I feel like Chris enters the room, he's like, I am so proud that this is my girlfriend. That's really sweet. Right? That was a really sweet comparison. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway, um, they're talking about the exposure therapist. And, you know, Chloe's telling Corey that it's really just for her OCD and that she can't handle it. She's explaining the whole thing. And Chris kind of dumps a little bit of food on the table. And she's like, so what if I did that? And Chloe's like, I mean, I would be okay with it. I just don't understand why any normal human being would do that. And she's like, what if I did a little more? And then Kim gets them all. Uh, and, then it, and then it turns into a full-blown fucking food fight. Full blown. And Chloe's like, this is like, what? Like, I, I get that I have an issue, but this is absurd. Like, nobody would be okay with this. Right. And Chris is like, it's not about being okay with it. It's just about like, like, obviously no rational human being lives like this. It's just about learning to like adapt and have fun. And if you can learn to like, just be chill for a second, then you're going to be okay. Yeah. And, and, um, Kim dumps like the iced tea pitcher on Chris's head and she then shoves like chocolate cake in her mouth and in her face and you see Corey like licking it off of her it, like it sounds weird if you didn't watch it but it, it was, was really sweet. cute you and know they got so much shit for this yeah, I'm Did sure because of the waste yeah you yeah, know I could have totally understand how that came across as wasteful I think they were just it definitely brought me back to like the OG Kardashian days because I feel like they used to do stuff like that kind of all the time also I wanted to just say I want to put this into the universe because of Chloe's renovation and because of how much work she put into it and we're seeing, I feel like, a lot of scenes at her house, I'm crossing my fingers for a full house tour. Oh. I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world. But oh, that we would get that. Okay, that would be fun. I'm not saying like an arch digest kind of thing, but I do think that it's possible. Anything's possible. Right? Yeah. So I don't know. Anybody, if you're listening, I, I we would absolutely love maybe, that. Maybe on um Chloe and True Take the World. Maybe. We saw um so the preview for next week is the party that Chloe that Kylie threw for her. Yeah. I, do you remember when that party happened? We loved it. Like we loved the aesthetics of it. We kept saying it's so. It was so just beautiful and and feminine. Yeah, we loved and like, it. Yeah. So I can't wait to see that. Yeah, me too. I'm so excited. I'm just excited. I don't know. Anyway, that's all. Um, don't forget omaze.com slash celebs to enter to win the Bora Bora giveaway and support a really amazing cause. And what else did we want to say? Any, are there any other major announcements? Well, on our way, we're about to record the regular episode, and on our way here, we found out that Kylie just sold 51% of Kylie Cosmetics, which is now apparently going to be named Kylie Beauty. I cannot wait for that. Um, yeah, we love you guys. We will see you tomorrow and then again next week. Let's talk about baby making for a second, because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be, meaning... There's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Frida Fertility. 
Free to Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits. They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern, effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find Frida Fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you.